0: So if you're a real estate investor, chances are you have either thought about or you're actively getting into the multifamily space, or at least you've been kind of poking around with And maybe you've been thinking about syndications and getting into syndicating. Well, our guest today, Bernardo Charles, is zooming in all the way from beautiful Orlando, Florida, and he's doing both. He has a portfolio of small multifamily properties himself and he's also getting into the syndication game. He's got a couple of syndications under his belt, so we're going to have a great conversation. Bernardo, welcome to the call. Thank you, Dave. It's good to be here. All right, my friend. So tell us the Bernardo Charles story. First of all, of right. all that's a hell of a name. I love it. And those are both <laughs> those are both your first name, right? So
1: That is correct. Two first yeah. names. That's right. Uh, let's see, where do I start? So, um, I, from, I'm from Haiti, so a small island in the Caribbean. So I kind of grew up, you know, with the whole go to school, get good grades, get a good job. So I followed that path. Um, I went to college, got my degree in engineering. I, I graduated in, back in Haiti. No, no. Here in in Orlando. here at UCF. Yeah.
0: I'm thinking cause your accent's pretty good there, buddy. You you picked, you picked up English really, really well. So yeah, no,
1: I've been here a while. I've been here since, since I was nine. So I've been here oh, a while. All right. That explains
0: it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So I got my degree. Um, I got a great job um, working for the Air Force out in Oklahoma. And so I moved out there for a couple of years. And I thought I had made it. I was excited. I was happy. I'm like, man, I, I graduated. I got a great job, making a good salary. Yeah. Um, started working. and I realized, oh, man, this is, this is not it. <laughs> and also, I went and got me a brand new car a year after working. So I got a brand new Camaro.
0: And may, deserved... Maybe a little bit of student loan debt from before. Oh, I don't know
1: for sure. I got a, yeah. got some loan debt. I got a brand new car because I deserved it, right? Because I had worked so hard. And about a year later, the best thing happened to me. Um, I got into a car crash, Ooh. and the car was totaled, right? So,
0: but you weren't, thank goodness.
1: I was. I was fine, but the car was pretty much a goner, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it it woke me up because I was asleep. I was working a salary job but I was struggling because I was making these high car payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was paying rent. I was barely surviving, but yet I was making a salary at a, at a great job. And so it woke me up from sleeping, essentially. And I just dove into you know books, podcasts, meetups, conferences, and I found real estate. So I read Bridget Dad Poor Dad, some other books as well. And,
0: and you learned the term doodad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, and so back in 2019, I, I started my um, first meetup. I bought a, a property um, and I just gradually just kept buying more. I got a high on the cash flow. I'm like, hey, I'm making this small cash flow and I don't have to be in the office or in the cubicle for it. This is amazing. So what How was that I...
0: first property in 2019, Bernardo? What, what, what kind of property was it?
1: Yeah, it was a small single family home. Three bedroom, mm-hmm. one bath, um, very small, big backyard. Yeah. Bought it for one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, right? So very wow. small, yeah. but it was it was moving ready. I found a tenant, and I was cash flow day one. It was like, Beautiful. oh man, you know what? This is you got
0: that I little taste of that passive got, income, huh?
1: Correct. I got that taste. I'm like, hey, if I can just multiply, multiply this, amplify mm-hmm. it some more, I can leave my job over time, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just kept, you know, buying more and more. And here I am. I'm about eleven doors. A small multi-family, and I have a few more as well, syndication-wise. And so nice. I dove into the into buying apartments because hey, it's the same math. It's the same amount of energy I'm putting out in buying a duplex. So why not buy a forty-unit or a fifty-unit, right? And so right. now I'm doing both in parallel to just kind of scale up, you know, a bit faster that way.
0: All right. So you've got the personal portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. Are those all in and around uh, Orlando, or where are those Where are those properties?
1: So, they are scattered in Florida. The night in Orlando, I have one on in Brevard County, which is about an hour um, east of Orlando, and I have a few more that are in North Florida, so Ocala, and I have a lot in Tallahassee as well. So, nice. uh, a couple hours away from me, yeah.
0: So, but do you self-manage those rentals right now, or are, uh, do you have... You are self-managing. I okay, do
1: self-manage, yeah. Dave. Um, I, I I wanted to go to the property management route, but as you know, as you start small, getting a property manager just eats you into your profits so it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense in the beginning. And so now I'm, I'm still self-managing yeah. and I'm about to hire my first person probably next year to kind of get that time nice. back.
0: Yeah. Hey. So. Well, hey, you know what? It's really smart to do it this way, if you ask me, Bernardo, because you get the firsthand experience of what it's like dealing with tenants, the problems they're having, the calls you're getting, all that kind of stuff. So when you do hire somebody or you do outsource this, you can call BS if they're try- trying to pull a, a fast one on you, right? Because you you know what it's really like. You've done it for a year or two or whatever it is. So good for you. Now, you're, you're building up the buy and hold portfolio, your own portfolio. You're also starting to do syndication. So there are lots of different ways people get into syndication. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you do. Are you investing passively as a limited partner in syndications or are you on the general partner side of things? What does that look like these days? Bernard?
1: Yeah. So I began to learn about syndication about two years ago, I would say. And, you know, I just love the whole process of it, right? Just the idea of funding of a deal and raising capital from investors and buying a bigger deal to kind of go farther. And so, I, As I mentioned before, I started a small meetup here in Orlando, which grew and got pretty big here uh, in the market. And so through that avenue, I met somebody who was doing a a deal. Uh, It was two RV parks, 45 units total. And so by virtue of me knowing them and and them knowing that I wanted to get into the space, Mm -hmm. I was able to invest passively with them, but also... Be invited into the back door and kind of see how things are done, right, nice. from the GP side. And so I'm like, hey, you know what? This is going to be amazing education to be able to invest passively, but also learn the ins and outs of doing this, right? And so well, we call
0: that we call that pay to play. Pay
1: pay to play. So I pay to play. Uh, nice. And so after that, um, I got my first deal done on the GP side about a year and a half ago, and that was 66 units in South Carolina. And my role is, is primarily acquisitions, underwriting, the deal, the market, um, and so forth.
0: So, uh-huh. All right. So, fantastic. So, where do you see the... Because, well, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, Bernardo. So, syndications are great, and everybody loves the idea of doing syndications. What I've seen over the years, the little bit of involvement I've had in syndications and interviewing a ton of syndicators, is it typically... It's a number of people on the GP side, three, four, five, eight, ten 10 general partners, depending on the size of the deal and what's happening. And then there's the limited partner side, so the passive investor side of things, where they're literally, depending on the size of, of the deal, are between dozens and hundreds of passive investors involved there. And that's all great. But at the end of the day, the slice of the pie that the general partners get is very, very small. So quite often it's a 70-30 split. All of the general partners share 30%. Limited partners, the passive investors, get 70% of the whole deal. And then you're splitting that that 30% amongst yourselves dependent on how much you're bringing to the table kind of thing. So at the end of the day, you might be actually much more profitable from the small multifamily property that you own all of Versus the syndications that you own, little tiny slices of, and and I've seen a lot of cases where it's the uh, a big part of the income for syndicators are fees and management fees and and that sort of thing to kind of get the deal going and keep the deal going. What's been your ex, kind of your outlook on this now that you've been a GP on a couple of deals,
1: Dave? Are you in my head because I feel like you are reading my mind right now? It's kind of crazy, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but no, it's been exactly that because I have. I've definitely, I've done, like I said, I've done two so far. I just closed one a few weeks ago. And so it's a long-term plan. You're right. The, the pie is very small to begin with, and it gets split amongst all the GPs, right? So you're not eating a lot, and sometimes you're not eating until the end of the of the hold, which could be th- right. th- three to five years, right? So hence why I am, really, I'm a buying the whole guy at heart, right? Yeah. And so I'm using the, the syndication piece as a way to supplement, right, and take those sm- small pies that I get and dump yeah. that into the buy and holds to be able to go farther ahead, right? But yeah, it's it's definitely not a get rich, you know, get paid quickly. It's a long-term thing and, and the pay is very small. So you do more deals to be able to kind of get more funds coming in.
0: And that and that was the pet peeve buy. I had too as well, Bernardo, it was it's supposed to be passive. It ain't very passive. It's definitely not passive for the GPs. No you get the small piece of the pie and then typically you're liquidating, you're selling the thing at the end of five years and you got to do it all over again. So it's, it's kind of, that's my pet peeve with it. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that we're on. We're, I understand what you're doing there as well. Uh, I get it. It makes sense, but this is, this is the, the funny thing. So I hear people talking about, you know, I've got 3000 doors in my portfolio or I've got a portfolio of 8,000 units. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're part of a bunch of of syndications and you're part of the gp team of a bunch of syndications and you've got a tiny slice of that it's not 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 that it doesn't sound impressive but there's there's a little bit of that that gets played around with in, in this space i sure hear that so so hey i love the fact you're doing both right you got so talk to me a little bit more about the buy and hold side of things your own personal portfolio and, and what you're doing to move that side of your business ahead?
1: Yeah. So I am slowly acquiring um, smaller deals. Um, just me and my wife, right? Yeah, so, so like, year, what,
0: what size? Like triplex, fourplex, that, that idea, duplex? Two to
1: four. Yeah. To four, so nice. pretty small, right? Um, and so every year I get one to two a year, maybe four, right? And so we're looking to kind of grow that space. Right now we're up to 11 doors nice. and those are just, you know, just me and her. Long term. Yeah.
0: You, are you are you open to some ideas here, Bernardo, to just help you because I think your goal is to not necessarily leave your job right away, but have the ability to leave your job should you want to. Like have enough enough income from real estate to walk away from the W-2 if you wanted yeah. to. Is that
1: well? Is that- I definitely want to. That's for sure. But yeah, but the goal is to be able to leave um, you know, and, and have enough income from the Buy and holds, so where you know, I can travel more, see my daughter more, and go on trips, and not have to be tied to a cubicle, you know, every day. So I, that's I the ultimate it. goal. So I'm using the buy and hold, I'm using the small pie of the syndication as I can to dump into that, right? But I'm definitely open to ideas as well to, to kind of grow more and faster. So I'm,
0: wow. I'm just thinking if if I were as young and good looking as Bernardo <laughs> Charles is, if I, if I were in your shoes, my friend, what would I do? Uh, being the old guy with the the experience that that I've had, I would maybe consider doubling down on the small multis because you've got a system in place, or and you're definitely going to be putting a system in place with the management where you could kind of, you know, you could you kind of rinse and repeat, right? You could kind of cookie cutter what you're doing, you know, what you're doing, sort of thing. But uh, what I might consider doing is bringing on joint venture partners, right? Because right now you're self-financing those properties, which is great. And you own the entire pie there. And we've been talking about pies lots here. But here's the here's the big difference. If you bring on partners for those smaller deals, you can do a lot more of them. And instead of having a tiny slice of a pie, your percentage of 20 or 30%, you bring the deal... You bring the know-how and the team. Your investor, your joint venture partner brings the money and perhaps the qualification for financing. You join forces and you go in 50-50. So that way you're growing your portfolio of buy and hold properties long-term. You're not going to be liquidating these in four or five years. Long-term buy and hold properties with other people's money. Sure, you only own half of it, but you've got zero money in the deal of your own you're just bringing your knowledge your ex- expertise your team to the table and you can just i mean we've we worked with tons of clients that's how they they're able to go from two or three doors in their portfolio It reminds me of a a couple of clients we worked with a few years ago Jamie and Leslie husband and wife team kind of like you and your wife they had three doors in their portfolio we started cracking the code with them on on raising private capital they went to 47 doors their first year. That allowed Jamie to quit her job. allowed Leslie to quit her job. Year two, they went up because they got into multifamilies. Year two, they got up to 88 doors because now they started getting into bigger deals, 22 units, that kind of thing. 88 doors. Jamie quit his job and they've never looked back. So it's definitely very, very doable. And the beautiful thing is you've already got a track record. You've already got experience you know what you're you know you know what you're doing and my feeling is it's actually easier to raise capital for those kind of deals than for the bigger syndications
1: gotcha and i guess and maybe um my only um question to that would be you know oftentimes a jv partners don't want an exit to get the capital back right in mm. uh, a couple of years so as a long-term band hall guy are you, are you suggesting that we just do a refi, pay them off and hold it longer or
0: yeah typically what? that's that's what people do so they some folks are looking for those kind of properties that they can have some lift win lift with mm-hmm. so they get into the property fix it up a little bit do the burr method on it uh, other people just buy a pretty decent property fairly turnkey and then just, it's a little bit longer term, but yeah, they pay down pay down the mortgage and then refinance five to seven years, pull out most, if not all, of the investor's capital, and then carry on from there. And typically, the the joint venture partner retains some sort of ownership in the deal moving ahead. So now, here's the beautiful deal. thing, Bernardo. If they're happy with how things are going with that deal, guess what they're going to do with their money? reinvest with you yeah. right yeah. so that's yeah. that's the beauty yeah so anyhow it's just food for thought
1: i appreciate that dave thank you so much yeah i'll give it a thought
0: so what are your plans for the next year or two where where do you see life taking you and things going over the next couple of years
1: yeah so the plan is to to continue to acquire more small multifamily and get up to 20 plus by the next two years um maybe adding a few more syndications if possible and then just kind of keep going that direction to, to leave the W2 here. Um, I would say in the next two years is my, is my
0: timeline. That's the goal. That's a wonderful goal, my friend. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying don't do the, don't do the syndications because it sounds like you're bringing your analytical mind to the table for underwriting and, and that side of things. Yeah. Keep doing that till the cows come home. Uh, for sure. Why, why not? but also build up your, your personal portfolio at the same time. I think that's really, really smart. Awesome. Bernardo, uh, time flies. We're having fun here. That's for sure. But <laughs> if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah. So I'm very active on Instagram. So you could, so if you go in there, it's Bernardo underscore buys underscore apartments. So just go over there and send me a DM and let's talk
0: for sure. That sounds great. Well, Bernardo, thanks very much for being on the show. That's been great. Thank you. Happy to be here. I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.